Hi, I'm Dr. Tanya Bailey, and welcome to Arts, Artists, and Advocates, a podcast-based broadcast. You can find content on demand at lccconnect.com. Go ahead, log on and do it today. Arts, Artists, and Advocates is a series of conversations and performances that explores diversity, equity, and inclusion through the arts and activism. We're highlighting the work of people on our campus and in our community that's making a difference. Activist Rosa Parks once said, I had no idea that history was being made. I was just tired of giving up. It's quotes like these that reminds us the importance of advocacy. Well, today on Arts, Artists, and Advocates, we are proud to feature Lucy Solis. Yes, a good friend of mine. A round of applause as our special guest. She embodies the spirit of those legends such as Rosa Parks, who influences every day the spirit of community activism. In fact, that's today's show title, Community advocacy. So please, let's welcome to the show, Lucy. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a great conversation. I've longed to have you on the show. So thank you for saying yes. Give our listeners a little bit of background about you, where you're from, and how does where you're from affect the work that you do? Sure. So um, I was uh, born in Battle Creek, but I grew up here in Lansing. I've been here since a toddler. Okay. Um, was raised by a single dad, mm. raising two girls on his own in the 80s. Um, went through um, our trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. but with the help of the community resources and advocacy, it helped us wow. get through that hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad ended up moving us to, uh, we went to Lansing schools and he ended up moving us to Waverly. Okay. And which is a big difference from city schools back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I went through a little hard time as a lot of teenagers mm-hmm. and, um, ended up pregnant as a teenager mm-hmm. and, uh, homeless and sleeping in my car as a teenager. Wow. And, um, the community resources and advocacy helped me so much. And that's why it's so passionate. Oh my God. What a story. Have you ever thought about writing a book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or maybe a movie. Uh, I'm already just leaning into your story and the conversation um, that you started us off in and telling us about your, your history and where you're from. I want to I want to read a quote by one of my sheroes, uh, Maya Angelou. Uh, the quote reads this. I learned a long time ago, the wildest thing I could do is to be on my own side be an advocate for myself and others like me. This is one of my favorite quotes, but it speaks a lot to community advocacy. What does it say to you and the work that you do around advocacy and activism? The first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that quote is Mm -hmm. speaking up and taking action. Mm. And I think that's really powerful um, in our community, but a lot of people have a fear of stepping up and speaking up because of experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So within my work, it it took me a long time to get to speak up. Um, I had to battle some, you know, uh, insecurities and Mm -hmm. fears that I had. And I see that in the community. And hopefully as a community, all of us, we can come together and help people. Yeah, I love it. You know, to me, um, it's uh, something that you just said that helping one another is important, mm-hmm. but getting over that fear, the fear to even just step out and, and maybe volunteer with the community or organization or the fear of taking advantage 
of resources? Have you experienced um, in your work just that fear or helping people overcome the fear of taking advantage of community resources? Absolutely. In healthcare, I felt um, when I was on um, assistance, um, I felt like I was a number. I felt mm-hmm. like I was not treated like a human being. Mm-hmm. And working in healthcare and seeing a lot of um, people come in who didn't have insurance or would have Medicaid, um, I understood that. And mm-hmm. my job was to go above and beyond to make them feel yes. like you are just like anyone else and you matter, you mm-hmm. know, because I know what it feels like to be that number. You just said my two favorite words. I say it to everyone and uh, that I come in contact with, and that is you matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of us that are listening and are out in the world today don't hear that enough. And so I love the fact that you're an advocate uh, to making sure people know that they they matter and that it's important. Uh, I wanted to hear a little bit about who some of your biggest uh, activists may have been, some of your favorites or who have influenced you to do what you do. I'll have to say my biggest out of everybody, mm-hmm. is Mother Teresa. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, she loves people unconditionally. Yeah. She doesn't care where they're from or how bad they're sick or diseased. Yes. She just loves everyone and treats them equally. Uh, such a great role model for sure. Well, listen, I love to play games. So <laughs> I've got a game that we do here on the show called If. Uh, and it's basically me asking you a statement and you responding to it without thinking much about it. Okay, so take your thinking cap off and just let your heart flow. Okay. Here's the first question. If diversity was a food or a cereal, what would it be for you? Fruit salad. Fruit salad. Okay, let's talk about it. Why? <laughs> because you have all different types of fruits. Yes. There's no more, one more than the other. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all it all good. works together. <laughs> I'm hungry already. <laughs> yeah, fruit salad. You know, that's... Th- thank you. Yeah, you just won the prize. <laughs> Diversity is about variety. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's about celebrating the difference and celebrating our uniqueness. You got that. Okay, two more questions. Okay. Here's the second one. If equity was an animal, what would it be for you and why? Um, I, I was... I'm going to say a dog, Mm. and I'm going to tell you because they are loyal. Mm -hmm. They adapt to different animals in the house. That's good. They love the owner no matter who it is. Yes. Um, Yeah. I like that. I've never, I've never, there you go again. (laughs) Two for two. (laughs) Doing great. I've never heard uh, that analogy before, but it makes really good sense. They're a social animal. The social animal, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. making sure all those varying needs, you know, is met. I love that. That's equity for sure. Okay. Here's your final question. You're two for two. You're doing great. Okay. If inclusion was a song, what would it be like? And I'm not going to ask you to sing it, but what would it, what would it be like? What would be some of the lyrics? Inclusion to me is we are the world. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorites. I'm not going to sing it, but <laughs> we are the world. We are the world. I, I won't sing it. <laughs> and why? Why? Because I remember watching that like on MTV as a kid yes. and it had everybody on it and it was helping people and mm. it was trying to make the world better. I mean, you had Michael Jackson and I think oh. Bruce Springsteen and you had like Everybody. Everyone. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of my all time favorites. And it does represent inclusion mm-hmm. It included everybody's voice. So great, great, great response. Give it up for Lucy. <laughs> you won Thank the you. game called If. We'll have to bring you back on here for the, you know, the final match or championship. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, so excited. OK, so we're going to move into our next segment of the show. Um, that's really talking more so about our topic today. And we're talking about community 
advocacy more than ever. I think community advocacy is needed. Um, and we're right here today talking to Lucy Solis. and so excited that she's here. You're probably telling my voice, everybody. Um, define for us, what does advocacy mean to you? So again, kind of what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. speaking up, taking action, mm-hmm. doing um, something, yes. not just sitting there, um, to ensure that all people and their voices are heard. Mm-hmm. And... Um, an advocate, an advocate for their human rights. Yeah. You know, and for whatever their rights are and what they're I'm trying to think what they're having, you know, what, what, I'm more sorry, like I'm they, trying to think. No, I'm no, forgetting. it's good. No, more like their passions or their, um, what they're, or what they're feeling that they're, is, yeah. or what they're feeling they're not having someone advocate for. Mm. That's what I was trying to say. I see. No, no. <clears throat> you're, you're, you're free to be at home here on the show. Right. Don't worry about it. Is <laughs> your definition of advocacy, and I agree with it. Um, tell us when you began doing work around advocacy uh, for others. Um, so it was young. Um, it was because of how I was treated. Okay. Um, and I worked in a place where most people didn't look like me or have the same circumstances as me. And it was really hard I felt my, my personal opinion to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was trying to fit in, you know, and a lot of people were physicians and nurses mm-hmm. and I felt like I was this poor single mom, you know, See, on welfare. Yeah. And I, and then I saw how people that would come in, um, as patients felt like they were treated differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of times we feel more connected to a matter or issue when it has impacted us personally, mm-hmm. you know, so I can feel that resonating from you as, as you talk about that experience. And it does cause for us to develop a, a sense of empathy and more importantly, you know, a, a level of action that we tend to take. Uh, and today we're talking about that. We're talking about community uh, advocacy. I, w- I want to read you another quote around community um, and see what your thoughts are. And this one is from very famous uh, individual. Um, trailblazer in her own right, uh, Coretta Scott King. And uh, she said, the greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassion action of its members. What would you say to that? Agree, disagree? What would you, would you say? It's, I love it. It's so true. And like you said about relating to people and taking Mm -hmm. care of people, I don't fault anyone who's never been in my circumstances. Those are choices I made. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can come to try to understand and have that conversation, have passion to help and come together as a community, because community is everyone, right? Yes. And I, I always felt more comfortable with people who looked like me or in my same circumstances. And I think from what I saw, that's why sometimes it recycles, mm-hmm. because sometimes people are scared to mm-hmm. come out of that comfort zone. So I think if we can come together, make people comfortable and it's okay. You know, like she said, the, I'm trying to read the quote here. It's greatness. Yeah. It's compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, you know um, I think when we talk about community advocacy, mm-hmm. we're really looking for people uh, to not be afraid to speak up for others. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to break up the word community into two parts, common unity. Um, and mm-hmm. what would happen if we had that common unity amongst each other? that advocated for each other's rights and advocated for more resources and, and directed those uh, paths. That to me is kind of like my why uh, for the work that I do around advocacy in my community. What's your why? 
What's your why for doing advocacy? Well, why is because of my experience. Of course, that's the big one. And then, like you said, speaking up, I think people are scared. Mm. I think there's a disconnect. You're Mm -hmm. not going to feel like someone is going to accept you or like Mm -hmm. you um, and understand your circumstances. So bridging, bridging people together Mm -hmm. and helping them understand. Because once I stepped out of that fear, it helped me. Nice. You know, um, there's some that I'm sure are listening today and they're wondering, well, what can I do? How can I get involved? You know, what uh, what would be the first step for someone that that is hearing something like this for the first time to be um, less fearful and more active? What would you uh, what advice would you give to them to be more involved with community Mm -hmm. and advocacy? I would uh, what your passion is for, like my passion was food because I've gone a lot with Yes, food. food insecurity. And yeah. I've gone um, to food banks. And so I wanted to volunteer there. I stepped out of my comfort zone to help. Mm. And then I brought people that weren't comfortable with that to the food bank. I love so it. stepping out of your comfort zone and going to do something and volunteer something to help other people. Yeah. You know, there is so many needs if we would just look and see, Mm -hmm. right? I like to say, just pick a place and start. Uh, For those that might be listening, figuring out how do I get involved? Because I'm inspired by Lucy's story. I'm inspired that um, what her struggles have been, she's overcome and then are helping those with similar struggles. I'm so excited you're on the show today. I've got just a few more questions before we get out of here. Uh, We have a segment on on the show uh, that talks about getting comfortable with uncomfortable topics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, This is a show that is talking a lot about diversity, equity, inclusion. And so the topic of race obviously comes up in our conversation. Could you talk to us, our listeners, about your earliest recollection of your racial identity? Sure. So elementary school, Mm -hmm. um, kids wouldn't play with me because they called me a brownie. Mm. Or in the summertime, they called me burnt brownie. Mm. And it was hurtful. Um, you had to middle school and high school, I was called Beaner and Nacho. Wow. And yeah, it kind of stuck with you, you know. In high school, Mm -hmm. being called those types of names, how, how did you overcome that and just get comfortable in your racial identity? Well, at the time I didn't, I, I, Mm -hmm. I I accepted it because I was out, I felt like I was outnumbered. Mm -hmm. And so I accepted it. Um, I, you know, you, you had these experiences. I, I had a patient that um, when I was 20 years old, I was a phlebotomist mm-hmm. and I was going to draw blood and I was so excited because I was getting everybody's draw on the first poke. <laughs> and um, I go into a patient's room and Mr. So-and-so, my name's Lucy, I'm here to draw your blood. And he said, who's here to draw your blood? And I said, I am. And he said, ain't no fat color girl going to touch me. Get the bleep out of my room. Wow. And to what, what I learned was that for so long, because I was so young and impressionable, I thought, all older white men thought that of me. Mm. So I was scared. So I had to have experience with all different types of people yes. and different backgrounds to learn that that's not the case. True. Yes. It was that one individual, but mm. I can understand why people have fear based on experiences. What a story. You know, our acceptance of our own identity, regardless of race, is so important. We have a lot of negativities. You just ex- you just described a, of, of, a real, real life um, example of that. But Allowing our listening audience to understand the importance of embracing yourself, 
Um, every may, everybody may not be your cup of tea, as mm-hmm. I like to say, um, but you have to be able to drink from your own cup, right? So mm-hmm. um, what would you say to someone that's listening? We have a lot of college students that listen to our, our show and um, that might be struggling with their identity because uh, they haven't felt accepted or been rejected in many instances. What, what word of hope would you give to them? I was going to say hope when you said hope. <laughs> you can say <laughs> that. I always use hope. But it, it's hard. It's very hard and it's not going to happen overnight, but self-love. And mm. um, like the quote in the beginning when we talked about owning, um, yes. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember it verbatim, but loving oneself. Yes. You have to, and it's not easy to do, but you just have to believe in it. Yeah. Um, you're talking about the Maya Angelou quote? Yes. That we it's, yes. Uh, she said, I learned a long time ago the wildest thing I can do is to be on my own side, mm-hmm. be an advocate for myself and others like me. Uh, we send that out to every listener that might be struggling right now in your identity and just feeling rejected. And that's straight from the heart of Lucy today. <laughs> okay, so um, there are so many different projects I know that you're involved in the community. Why don't you shout out a few of those and then let folks know how they can reach you to support, help, or get involved. Absolutely. So I'm involved with a lot of things. Um, almost every food um, distribution I try to mm-hmm. be at throughout the city. So I'm throughout different ones, uh, through the food bank, through mm-hmm. the city of Lansing. Um, I am part of the NAACP, nice. part of the Lansing Latino Health Alliance and Tri-County Office of Aging. Wow. Uh, so it sounds like you're, you're kind of busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you If you want to get in touch with Lucy or find out some of the passions that she's doing in the community to be an advocate, how could they reach you or what would you have them do to connect? Um, They can email me. Okay, you can give your email out. Sure, it's Luciana, L-U-C-I-A-N-N-A dot Solis, S-O-L-I-S at LansingMI.gov. You got it. Listen, I am encouraging each of you to um, allow Lucy's story to be an inspiration. She's one of the reasons why I wanted her to come on the show, uh, to be raised by a single father to experience food insecurity, homelessness, uh, to go through a very, very tough industry, sometimes in our healthcare uh, industry, and then to now give back every single day by making sure others that have similar experiences that she has had does not feel the, the depth that she had to experience. What a trooper and a champion for community advocacy. Thank you so much for being on the show. Any final words you want to say? I'm just thankful for having me. Thank you so much. (laughs) You will be back, I promise. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in to Arts, Artists, and Advocates, a podcast-based broadcast. Remember, you can find content on demand at lccconnect.com. Go ahead, log on and do it today. Arts, Artists, and Advocates is a series of conversations, performances that explores diverse equity, and inclusion through the arts and activism. We're highlighting the work of people on our campus as well as those in our community that's making a difference. I've been your host, Dr. Tanya Bailey, and I'm reminding you that you matter. We'll see you next time.